0: Heard weekdays from noon to 1.
1: Okay, we're about to switch gears.
0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Okay, so we now turn to our trusted contributor from the OPA, pharmacist Jespreet Dhaliwal, who is here in studio. And as always, she's here to answer all of your questions, whatever they may be, about medications and how to take them. But we're going to start by turning the tables just a little bit and talking about the questions that pharmacists wish you would be asking. And the reason they wish you would ask certain questions is because they would help patients take their medications as directed because, as we know, noncompliance compliance in taking medications is a big problem. So uh, before we get to that wish list of questions I'm going to give out the numbers again because you can ask what you want to ask. The number is 416- 360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 Hi Jaspreet.
2: Hi Libby, how are you? Fine (laughs) how are you? I'm great.
1: (laughs) So what are some of the top questions you wish that people would be asking? Interesting
2: topic right? Yeah, Uh, For sure so when I was looking at this, this uh, um, last week, I was considering, like me in the pharmacy, I, I obviously want my patients to be very well-educated on their medication. So I want them to know, I want them to know that their medications will be working for them, what the indication is, why are they taking it in the first place, what problem is it trying to solve, um, how to take the medication, how to store the medication, uh, all of these things that, you know, are really centered on the medication working the most effectively in the body. I, I would be, I would want them to ask me those questions. But then the other part of me also was thinking, you know what, I'd really want patients to ask me what else I can do for them. Because pharmacists, we have an expanded scope of services, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can do that nobody really questions us on. For example, we can do medication reviews, we can do prescription adaptations, we can do prescription renewals, uh, we can do travel vaccines. So I would love for to also ask about those things, so how, how can we truly act as a community hub for them? How can we truly act as a as a resource for them when they have any healthcare care needs? Um,
1: you mentioned people asking you about the indications why they're taking the meds. Are, are there really people who, who don't know why they're taking their meds?
2: Uh, I've certainly found that in my life. I've actually, when you do medication reviews, well, med, a medication review is uh, basically uh, the meds check program, which is covered by the ministry. Um, if for anybody who's taking three or more chronic medications, and I've done tons of them in my life. I've had patients who are taking blood pressure medications who believe it's for constipation. They had no idea that it was for a different indication altogether. So, yes, I would say that, especially when you're talking about patients who get prescriptions from from multiple pharmacies or patients who are taking more than a few medications, you know, five, six medications, they certainly do get confused about the indication.
1: Um, I guess uh, another thing that can be a problem is when you're taking something that's preventative, you know whether it's keeping your blood pressure in check or whatever so i i know that it's it's pretty easy to get to a spot where you think I'm fine now. I don't need to take this anymore. And you just kind of maybe stop.
2: Yeah, right. So that's why, that's especially true for conditions like high blood pressure or diabetes, where people don't actually know what the repercussions are. They don't actually feel too many symptoms, really. Uh, And so our role, so I I wish they would, yes, if if I have to, what I wish they would ask is, what would happen if I didn't take the medications? What would be the complications of this condition? And obviously for things like blood pressure, we know there's, stroke as a complication, you know, like your kidneys can get affected. And same thing with diabetes. These multifactorial outcomes, that negative outcomes that can happen if patients aren't compliant with their medications. So yes, I would wish that they would ask those questions as well. But even making it simpler, like understanding why it is that they're having an issue taking the medications, what preconceived notions do they have, like do they believe. So, a lot of the times I'll find that people just uh, don't believe in the concept of medication medications. They want to take natural products, right? Right.
1: Well, that's one of my big pet peeves. We're we're going to get to that yeah. in a second. But let's take a call from Gladie. I hope you're. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Hello. Yes. Hi, Libby. I want to tell you first how much I enjoy
3: seven forty AM. I have an on 24 well,
1: seven. That's great. I love anything
3: Zoomers, even though I'm a little past that age. I'm in my eighties. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I I have a Zoomers Z T E phone. Right. But recently what I want to speak about is there's been a push by the media to get the flu shot. Yes, I phoned, and the government as well. Yes, Yes, I phoned you about 10 days ago saying my pharmacist didn't have the vaccine. Right. Then I heard on the program on the radio, uh, and it only came on once that there was a new flu vaccine coming soon. And I went to my pharmacist, and I was told you only have two options. You can get the standard, which is about 50% effective. Or you can get the high dose, which is about twenty-four more percent effective, but the high dose would
1: cost me ninety-seven dollars. Uh, but most a- most places charge seventy-five for it. I so
2: yeah, I've heard around eighty but
1: this eighty-five. Is a double yeah, standard Libby. Pardon, it's not a double standard. Uh, here's the thing: the stat, the, the Medications that are covered are on what's called a formulary from the government and uh, they review these periodically. So right now the uh, standby standard vaccine is covered by the government. The high dose vaccine, which is fairly new is not covered by the government. And that's why there's a charge for it. And we have been discussing that on the show and I think making it really clear also If you want the high dose, which is for people over 65, you need to have a doctor's prescription for it. You can't just walk in and get it.
3: Yes. So I can't
1: get protected with that good protection unless I'm rich. Well, um, you you know what? You should get the standard flu vaccine if that's uh, your option but um uh, you know there it's it, you know you can talk Maybe, to your I'm representative sorry, my
3: dear. i hate to cut in on you but it's a double standard you know the government they they um, they look at the public and they say where can we get the most votes okay hmm. we'll let people get this uh, this vaccine for singles but but only from 60 to 70 will we pay for 65 it. I to mean, 70 too. i had to pay 100 no, I had to pay $205 to get that
1: shot. Okay, and by the way, uh, on the subject of the shingles vaccine, there is a new shingles vaccine which is more effective than the old one in the trials, and I don't know if that one is covered
2: oh, we, at all. Yeah, it hasn't actually come out yet. It's coming it, out next year, my understanding is it's It's next going year. to be available, well, next year. but
1: it has, it's been approved both in Canada and the United States. It's called Shingrix and uh, in the trials it is more effective than the one that's on the market now
2: yeah and we have heard that it is more effective the only thing is that it is two doses that you would have to get versus the one dose Um, and oftentimes with immunizations, what we find is getting the patient in front of us for that even that single injection is yeah. so difficult that the multiple and in, in a in a controlled trial, it would be easier to do that versus in real life where, you know, where patients are busy and stuff. And and certainly when it comes to the high dose vaccine, I can provide some context as a pharmacist who's looking at it from a very clinical point of view. So I did do my due diligence and research on it from a very from a clinical point of view yes it is more effective but it's not at the point where we can say that it substantiates the claim that everybody should be getting high dose i mean seniors should be getting high dose versus the regular vaccine so there the regular vaccine is still very very effective
1: yes and um our last caller used 50 percent. i don't think that's yeah, I think Accurate. and it depends
2: on the year, usually, yeah. right? And it's also, I think it's around 60%, generally yep. speaking, but it also depends on the year. And also, your risk factors, if you're older and you do get it, the complications that you would get from it would be much worse. So that's something to keep in mind as and, well.
1: And just as a general rule of thumb, the government doesn't cover everything. Uh, the government has yep. standards of how long the trials have to be and all of that. And also, uh, you know, frankly, money, whether... It's worth it yep. to the government, and a lot of times people don't agree with the government's uh, the government's uh, you know decision. Like for instance, especially why are they covering shingles for people sixty five to seventy and not anybody under sixty five or over seventy? So uh, if you don't like a decision like that, get in touch with your yeah. MPP. That's that's how it's going to change because. Uh, you know, Jess Breet and I we can 't change yeah, that well, I mean we do do
2: our part like as at the OPA and stuff we do do our advocacy piece, yes. you know asking for changes to be made, but I mean, so i'm sorry <laughs> if
1: i advise them but but th- that that's a government decision. uh yeah. people do their advocacy but but people out there like you've got to do your part and let your representatives know. What you want exactly. um, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to take more of your calls and questions about medication and uh, i I cut just Breed off a little bit, uh, and what she started talking about is that sometimes people have ideas, especially when it comes to what's natural, yes. that prevents them from taking their prescribed medication so I'd like to know uh f- hear from people if you have certain ideas that are maybe preventing <laughs> you uh, and uh, also we'll take all of your calls and questions about whatever it is you want to ask before we go to break the numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free one 866 740 and we'll be right back
0: now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome back. I am here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Jasper Dollywall. We are taking your calls and questions about your medication, and we're also trying to get a few comments in about the questions we wish you would ask. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 And we've got Gail in Etobicoke. Hi, Gail. Hi. Can you hear me okay, Libby? Yes, we sure can. That's great. Hello to you and your pharmacist uh, friend that you have with you. Uh, I
4: was listening about the flu shot. I went to my doctor to get the flu shot. I'm a senior. My husband's a senior. Uh, he has the regular flu shot, no charge, no problem. But he has told me about another one, not flu zone. It's called flu ad, a d, f l u a d,
2: and it's fifteen dollars. One five. So anything um, that? The sorry. Okay. So you did you, the doctor said that the flu ad would be better or the senior? Yes. Mm-hmm. uh so okay so when it comes to the senior population um so anybody over 65 or so we generally will say that a um we like so the the ministry has picked out the vaccines that we think are most appropriate so the trivalent types of vaccines uh there's the and these are the only one that is really causing an issue this year is the flu, flu zone high dose. And that's really just because of the four times the concentration of the strain of the vaccine, which right. will stimulate more of a, of a response. The flu ad is pretty similar to the other vaccines that are out there right now that are actually supported by the ministry.
1: So the flu ad is yeah. similar to the free vaccine.
2: The, yeah. So I believe the flu ad might be, but it's a quad. I believe flu ad is a quadrivalent. So that just gets into the technicalities of the the, the different vaccines. But the ministry is reimbursing for a specific type of uh, vaccine in the senior population, which is a trivalent vaccine. They are only covering the quadrivalent vaccine in the younger population. So that's between two and seventeen and that's because they believe they need that defense. There's an extra piece in there that's for coverage against uh, the strain B. Uh, okay. I, I'm I'm a little lost with yeah. that but the, I am too.
4: The I
1: am flu yeah. ad it, do you think she should spring for the flu ad I or that, not? What no I think
2: what's covered $15. by the dollars. Minnesota... That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. No and I think for that we co- over sixty five. Right. Yeah. No. I feel there's no reason to. Um, yeah. I think the one that's covered by the public is uh, pub- The ministry is completely fine for protection. Okay. Yeah. You really
4: got... for for seniors as well. They're, they're, they're,
2: if you want to this... spring
1: for the high dose, that no. Will I don't give... want the eighty
4: dollar one. Okay, but, but when so told me about the fifteen dollar one.
1: Okay, for just seniors, pre- I
4: thought, oh yeah,
1: Okay, well, Just Breed says she doesn't think that will yeah, make much of a difference. Effective.
4: Yeah, I think they're equally effective. Yep. Really. Yep. Okay, so I'll forget about the extra $15 one and just get the regular one, which is for anybody.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep, the regular tri- uh, Yeah. The regular vaccine, which is approved for adults and seniors, uh, that provides coverage. And again, every year is different, right? So every year we try our best to find uh, protection against the strains that have been circulating um, around the world. And so every year it's just we're just trying to get some protection. But getting okay. even some protection is better than getting no of protection. Of course. No, yeah, we yeah. always get this new vaccine, but when he told us, this one was a, a better percentage
4: for those people over 65. I thought, yippee, if said $15, I'll do it. Okay, Gail, thanks for your, your call. You're saying you're saying no. Yes, right? you're yes, saying? that's what she
1: said. Yeah, thanks for your call. Okay, so just to recap, Jaspreet says that um, there's not a big difference between the free vaccine and the $15 vaccine. Yes. Um Okay, so, uh, it, and that is not the same as, as the high dose that some people are electing to take, but that one uh, costs $75 or a little more, depending on where you get it.
2: Yeah, it's quite confusing. I, this is the first time I'm hearing about the $15 flu ad, and um, I, I think there was some communication this year about the two different types of vaccines, and either one could be used in seniors. This is not talking about flu zone high dose at all, what I'm talking yep. about right now. Uh, but what the ministry is covering is perfectly fine.
1: Okay, got it. Let's go to Chris in St. Catharines. Hi, Chris. Hi there, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Um,
3: I just have a question. I take a few herbal medications, and so does my husband. And like a sleeping pill, you would obviously take at bedtime. Um, what about your
2: herbal medicines? Um, at what time would you take? <laughs> what yeah, what are the herbal yeah, medicines
1: I'm, that you take?
2: Um may uh not the
3: omega. The uh, flaxseed with three six nine in it. Okay. Um what else do I and uh just a multiple vitamin. Okay. And vitamin C obviously, and I think that would probably be taken in the morning. But yeah. the rest I'm really not sure when they should be taken
2: okay so when it comes to any type of medication uh, mostly what we say the most important thing is just consistency sometimes we say that there's specific times of the day that we would like you to take that medication Um, for example in seniors when they're taking medications for bone and osteoporosis we would like them to take it first thing in the morning once a week Uh, when it's for cholesterol certain types of cholesterol medications we would like them to take it at night same thing with blood pressure medications Uh, if you've been taking a medication a certain way for a very long period of time we actually ask that you don't change it too much because then your body is pretty much used to the way you're taking it Um, the uh, the only thing with um, herbals or certain medications is if it affects your day to day like if you took uh, let's just say something like a stimulant, like an OTC, over-the-counter stimulant, like a cough and cold medication, which is non-herbal, but that's just using as an example. If you took it at night, that's going to keep you up, right? So obviously ask a pharmacist, you know, how will this affect me in my day? Um, also, some blood pressure medications, for example, make you go to the washroom more often. So the last thing you want to do is take it at night. From the ones you listed that you're taking, I don't really see any specific need to take it at any sp- specific time of day i would just take it consistently continue taking it the way you have make sure you tell your pharmacist you're on these um herbal supplements as well as your physician as well and
1: some herbal drugs herbal supplements can interact with certain things of course, too
2: yeah um yeah when i t- when i talk to patients about herbals and naturals i often give the example of you know opioids and morphine and you know like at one point, those were considered to be natural forms of medication as well, so you have to consider that you know th- everything that gets goes into your body has an effect um, and with effects, you get side effects and you get beneficial effects right It kind of goes hand in hand and herbals definitely will can cause interactions um. Pharmacists have really good resources available to now, I mean, in contrast to when I first graduated, to actually figure out whether or not there is evidence to use the specific herbal you have. So please go and ask your pharmacist that question to look up the herbal that you're interested in and whether or not it actually has proven to be beneficial.
1: Okay, Chris. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, there's always a lot to consider. I think that a lot of times when people uh, take something that is, and I put this in my little quotes here, natural, they think that means it's completely benign and they yeah. they don't really check.
2: Yeah, I mean it, I I can even just give the example of my parents, right? So, and sometimes these thought processes come from different cultures as well, but, right? Like you just believe that taking some doing something naturally is going to be more effective for you and they will avoid taking medications as long as they possibly can. And it's a cultural I can see a cultural piece to it. So
1: what what do your parents take or what did they avoid?
2: Uh, well, my parents—I uh, mean, they were hard believers that they actually suffered from cholesterol or blood pressure conditions for a very long period of time. They actually didn't believe they had any issues. They—they um, they try to—I uh, mean, modifying diet and exercise is one part of it, but they try old Indian remedies that you know have homeopathic types of things, which—which really has no evidence <laughs> at this point. Homeo, like homeopathy. I'm not talking about naturals. Now I'm talking about homeopathy. Homeopathy is, yes. is
1: uh, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb, bunk.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. So, I mean, the whole concept of it is counterintuitive to how pharmacists think, right? So we have that element as well of uh, patients coming to us with the, those questions. And um, I actually had a family member who passed away from cancer because they actually turned to homeopathy versus taking regular medications. Oh, dear, that's um, terrible. Ecology medications, Yeah. So, I mean, it is a cultural thing, I find, um, as well as just, you know, I, I, I don't believe this is actually happening to me and I, I can fix it naturally. But the medications are there to help. These are, you know, these medications have been studied and trialed and they are truly very, very effective. Um, they wouldn't be on the market if they weren't. Um, and just like a... Uh, a prescription medication can have a side effect and herbal medication can most definitely have a side effect the, the, the most common example would be something like St. John's wort oh. which is a perfect example of how many, it, that medication uh, as a natural has probably as many side effects as a antidepressant that you would get by prescription.
1: Okay uh, Jaspreet, thank you so much for that that is all the time we have for Fight thank Back. Thank you. For today, thanks to our trusted contributor, Jaspreet Dhaliwal, Uh And we now break for traffic and news.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.